Sunday morning, we should be at church. This is church. This is church? Why is this church? Confessing all our sins. Oh, I think we should be celebrating God. Okay, yeah, let's do that too. (sighs) How are you? Sunday morning, 10 a.m. What's the date? 9th, 10th, December? I took an eighth of a gummy. At 10 in the morning, 10 Sunday morning, is that how your... That's how my church started. That's how your church started? An eighth of a gummy? Uh-huh. Where do you get your gummies? Uh, I mean, these are from California. Imported from California? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bring them over when you go back? No, we, we got a, a bunch. They were on sale uh, right before we moved from on LA. On sale? Yeah. Ferd, Ferd, Ferd got... He, he saw the sale at the same time I saw He was at a different store, but... Uh, we, we both saw the sale and we both got six of these six, six, we both got six. It was weird. How many gummies in each pack of six? 10, 10, maybe does fur take gummies? Not since he almost died last year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, no, he said he did it once. He did it once in, uh, where was he? He was camping with some friends and he, he tried it and he said it was fine. But it was fine. He's he a little... He didn't die. Well, the THC is not the... What was the other one? It's the Delta. Delta. Yeah. What is that? I don't know, but I've heard lots of weird stories since then. So. It's bad for you? I, it's just, I mean, you know, I, I guess it depends on your chemistry because I think that some people don't react to it, but hmm. other people almost die. So. Why did you take a gummy? I wanted to. You wanted to? <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm I've been sick. Oh, what, what kind of sick? I don't know. Just caught some bug. Oh, okay, I'm getting over it. Um, wait, what was your? Question? You took a gummy because you wanted to. Yeah, that's enough of a reason. Well, I want to, and I want to tell the truth about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's two things. You took the gummy, and now you're confessing that you took the gummy. Is well, it a confession? Is that what you're doing, confessing your sins? It kind of feels... It, it's, that, it's just that I want, you know, what, I, what I'm starting to uh, come to. I've, I've had this image. I've talked to you about this. Uh-huh. So we, we taught about... Jan and I taught about images in our last um, training um, module, and... The images are created from your childhood. Uh, they're faulty beliefs, um, and they draw faulty conclusions. But in in the moment, like for example, let's say, uh, well, you will use me for an example. So when I would get excited, or when I would do something that I really wanted to, I mean, the message was from my mom was always like, "I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy." But whenever I actually was happy, whenever I did something that excited me or that, that it felt good for me or, you know, just something that I wanted, she would either get mad at me for something that was unrelated, um, or, uh, she would ignore what I was saying completely. She still does that to this day. If I tell her some good news about something, she'll, uh, she'll change the subject. It's the, it's the weirdest thing, you know, like if you saw it, you'd be like, Whoa. It's like a glitch, you know? What is going on there? Why does she? I'm not sure, but it it might be jealousy. It might be, I'm not sure exactly. But in any case, I 
I believed that if I do what I want or if I, you know, get excited about something, then I'm going to get punished somehow or somebody's going to leave me in some way, reject me. That's, that was what I realized was my, my image. And I didn't even realize this fully until we were doing this exercise in front of the class um, a few weeks ago. And I was like, wow, that's, that's my image. And so my lower self, in the lower self place, I'll say, I, I won't have what I want. I, mm-hmm. I can't have what I want. I won't have what I want. I won't be clear about what I want. You know, all sorts I of things. I won't let myself know what I want. Exactly. And um, so I have been, well, I mean, we were using the example of me not having a housekeeper. <laughs> and you know my, my whole saga with that. Oh my God. <laughs> So I've just had this, you know, whatever, like this thing around housekeepers. And so the images that we have, you know, I can't have what I want um, or, or somebody's going to be mad at me or they're going to leave me, that image, then I then do something to c- contribute to creating that image to, to be true. Like right. That there's evidence, you know, and there's plenty of evidence. I could, I could name many things that have, that's, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this thing with the housekeeper, I was realizing, oh, okay, well, I blame Ferd, you know, for the reason why we don't have a housekeeper. How do you blame Ferd for that? He doesn't want to spend the money. He doesn't, uh, want to have somebody in our house. Um, he doesn't trust anyone, you know, like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, so then, you know, as we're doing this exercise, I'm really realizing that's me. I'm the one who doesn't want to spend money. I'm the one who doesn't uh, trust someone to come in. I don't, I'm the one who, all of it, you know, like the things that I was blaming him for, like I came to like, oh, that's, that's actually me. And it's the way, it's what I use to keep me from actually getting what I want. Mm-hmm. And so when I got home, as soon as I got home, within 48 <coughs> hours, 48 hours, I had a house. I have a housekeeper coming today. She's amazing. I got so clear. I wrote down everything that I wanted, and I put out a, an ad on this this uh, website, care.com. and um, and within forty eight hours, she appeared, and I was like, okay. And she came over. She's awesome. Awesome. She does everything that I ask her to do. I wrote her out an entire list of things that I want. And she, she asked me like, if there's anything that you, any, like any, uh, she, she understands, you know, people have their own personal preferences. And if I do something that you don't like, just let me know. So I did. And she's, she's been doing everything as I'm asking her to. And Ferd found out like through question, you know, just, you know, he's having a conversation. He was like, do you, do you know what, uh, what she's studying? And cause she's in college. I was like, no, what, what is she studying? And he said, she's studying interior design, which is what I've been looking. I want somebody to help me with my interior design. And she's studying Why? interior design and architecture. So now uh, she's just literally just, just emailed or she just texted me five drawings of uh, uh, renderings of a closet that we have that I wanted to be redone. And she's, she's, she did it, and it looks amazing. I mean, it's wild. My whole, I just, I just did the thing with my image, and I was like, oh, okay. 
this doesn't have to be true. Like what I, and what's beautiful is that Ferd loves her as much as I do, hmm. you know? And so we're do we're we're having this experience together that feels really good that we're, we're that we're really enjoying and she's coming twice a week. It's, she charges half of what everyone else is charging that 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 we I've been trying out, and she's just fantastic. Hmm. She lives ten minutes away. So I've been playing around with the other things that I want. What do I what do I want? You know, and like. I like, how do I stop myself from having this thing? But what I'm realizing is it's not, it's not just what I want. It's not just me having what I want because there are things that I can have what I want, but I, a lot of times I just have them in secret. I don't tell people, you know, like the things that I really want or, um, I don't know. There's just some way in which it's hidden in some way. Like a gummy? Yeah, like a gummy. Well, but I don't really, I don't, I, I don't really hide it uh, because I tell everyone that I'm with basically. <laughs> but the whole, but I always feel some kind of like shame or guilt. But the thing that I'm realizing that I really want is I want to have what I want with people. I want the connection. Mm. I want I wanted my mother to be happy with me, mm. you know, like to to be interested, to be uh excited, you know, like I, I just wanted her with me in mm-hmm. some way. And so that's what I'm realizing is that's 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 the thing that I want the most is for people to be with me, you know. And you know, I have to be willing every single time for them not to be with me. And that's the risk. And it's scary every single time. Um, so, you know, it, I, I mean, I, I thought about it. Like, do I tell Dave? Do I not tell Dave? You know, it's always like, <laughs> and you know, the more that I do it, the more like, I feel like, Oh God, the, the judgment that might, might come or you might not be with me. You might not like it or, you know, but I, I, I just have to be willing to take the risk, you know. Why do you think I care? I know, I know exactly. You don't, you don't seem to really care, <laughs> but you do ask me about it, you know, which I appreciate. I ask you about it. You ask me, well, why, you know, or. Oh yeah, I don't why, I, but I don't ask you like you come in. I'm like, are oh, you want to go me? I don't do that. No, 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 not at, not at all. I ask you, yeah. Not at all. It's just more about me. I'm realizing it's more about me sharing about it. But mm. it's it's not even really about. I think what I'm coming. I'm, I don't know. Actually, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. It just. It just feels good to just be able to do this. No, I want to stay in the secrets. I want to be hidden. I want. <laughs> you do. I don't, don't want to reveal everything. You want to stay in the secrets? Now I want to know. No. What? No. You, there's no. <laughs> I was, well, I was thinking about that with, you know, Diana, like, do you share everything? I don't know. There's something I like about being in relationship and I mean, it's, there's nothing I'm really hiding, but just, you know, I have thoughts and things. I'm not sharing every single. Well, but, but you could take it that far. I mean, real intimacy, real transparency. 
I mean, could, you could be sharing everything. I mean, I'm discerning about what I share. I don't want to hear everything that's going on in Diana's head. It's not necessary. Of for course. Me. You know, yeah. she has thought and things are fleeting. They come and they go. Yeah. And whatever. Like, but we're talking about something that you really want to stay hidden, you know, like, do you know what I mean? There's, there's a difference between like, I understand. Having- I understand. I understand. It's a good question, but we all hide things. Yeah. We all have an inner world. I mean, we hide things from ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. But are you hiding anything that you know you're hiding? Not really. No. See? (laughs) Boring. So boring. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You're searching for something. I'm searching. Transparency. I don't know. I mean, a lot of, oh, sorry. You, a ahead. lot of times on this podcast, it seems that you, you, it, it, what it feels like is that you have a hidden thought about something that you want to actually share, but you're afraid that if you share it, it's going to be, people are going to be, you know, they're going to be Like women shouldn't you. vote. It's, <laughs> it's my new one. I'm a hundred percent on that. We need to take away the vote. I mean, look, look at where it's gotten us. You can't have women in charge. Women don't actually want to look at reality. They want to men look at real men look at the harsh reality of, of a certain aspect of life. Women don't, they're not interested in that. A certain aspect of life. Yeah. What aspect of life? The harsh brutality that we, of the, the primal nature. It's, it's men who are watching nature videos of lions eating gazelles alive. Like men, men are interested in that. They want to face that. They want to look at that. And there's, there's a truth of nature that's there. You, you're, I just want to, I just want to be, I want to be clear. Are you generalizing or are you saying every single woman? What are you saying? saying The majority of women? Majority. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should not be voting. Should not be voting. Yeah. No, but are you saying the majority of women do not watch nature videos? Yes. Are you saying, oh. Obviously. Well, no, it's not obvious. I just want to make sure. Well, you know that. Of course I'm making a generalization, but I think it's it's probably objectively true. Okay. That's you what you think. Th- you don't think, think that's true? I don't know. But You don't know? Really? I don't know. I don't know any woman who likes watching those videos. Most Wait. women like look away. Oh. You mean when when the lion is eating the just br- brutal nature videos like men like like to watch brutality uh it's, i'm not saying that women are violent or women don't have a violent tendency of course they do well i i can't say for all women mm-hmm. i can just say for myself that when ferd is watching anything that has like something incredibly violent i do look away i can't right just no no, you don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Yeah. That's me. Well, I interviewed Pearl Davis, and this is her stance that women shouldn't vote. She is the wow. controversial internet 
personality, young woman, 27 years old, who has become a sensation, extremely controversial. And she is pushing back against the feminist narrative. That's why she's famous. Telling women that you better have something to offer. And, you know, get married. Your job is to be of service to your man and your family, just as his job is to be of service to you and and his family. And that's the dynamic. And it's very traditional. And she grew up in a traditional household. Mm -hmm. She has nine siblings. And Where? or she's one of nine in so I think outside Chicago. Hmm. And her it's, it sounds like she had a great dad. She loves her dad, talks to her dad every two days. He was loving and supportive. Hmm. So she grew up with a father that took care of her and she felt safe with and and loved and supported by. So of course, she's has this opinion about dynamics relationship dynamics because that's what she grew up with What's and she doesn't want to burden herself with all of the things that men traditionally deal with. What's her background? What's her background? Is she white, black? She's white. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, her whole stance is women. So I interviewed her and it was a great interview and she's really smart and she's delightful. She's interesting. She's obviously, provocative and intentionally so she gets pleasure out mm -hmm. of provoking which we got into at the end mm -hmm. but it was just interesting because i'm you know i'm not there to debate i'm i'm there in the in as a kind of therapist uh just asking questions about her point of view and this is her women shouldn't vote this is her her stance and I really listened to her and I, I thought it through and I agree with her that women should not vote. So I'm, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at now. Because they can't face the brutality of life? Yeah. It's not their domain. It's the masculine domain is, is like, uh, is the structure of society, right? And how that works and how that functions is the masculine domain. And so a woman who tends towards nurturing and fairness, right? It's like they have a blind spot. And that's what you're seeing right now, I think, in the culture is like it's become too feminized. And when it becomes too feminized, they want everything to be fair. Like on some level, it's like everything needs to be fair. And in order for things to be fair, you have to control things, you have to make them fair. And you can only do that through force, mm. some kind of force or the threat of force, law, which is break the law, then you're going to face imprisonment. So I think there's a blind spot that women have, many women have. I'm not saying all women. I'm not saying that you know, no women should be in leadership. But there is, there is something that they don't see um, and that I think creates problems in the society. Now, uh, I think traditionally you would say the home is under the domain of the woman. And that also feels correct, right? That there's an authority that the woman has in the home and with the children, because there's something that they know and understand that the man does not. So it's not as though uh, the man is superior or is totally in charge. It's just like each uh, gender 
each sex should be uh, in charge of their domain. And obviously they influence each other and it's not as though women wouldn't influence their men, but, and they would in how they vote and, and the policies that they might implement. They're going to be influenced if they're good men and they're listening to their woman as they should be, then they're going to um, account for that. And so I just, I just think it's an interesting perspective to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at what's happening with Islam. Islam is totally a patriarchal culture. I mean, I, do women vote in, I don't think they vote in Saudi Arabia. Do they vote in Iran? I don't know. I mean, I I, know. It, but it's either way, it's very patriarchal, male-dominated culture. And we're welcoming that culture in all through the West, the West without any condemnation, without any criticism, without any questions. Why? Why is that? Do you not find that interesting? Because it seems like a lot of what uh, Islam stands, stands for would be uh, counter to the philosophy of the West. So there's something going on unconsciously, I think, in the culture that, uh, this is my take, that women actually don't want to be in positions of power. It's not comfortable for them. And so they're internally disorganized. They're unhappy. And they actually want the masculine to come and dominate them. Because that's what's going to make them feel safe, which is why they're allowing Islam to come in. Mm. That's my theory. It's not my, it's not my theory. I've, other people have said that, but mm. there's a, it, it makes sense to me mm-hmm. on some level. And just the more that I get into the masculine feminine dynamic with Diana and, and feel, uh, how it works, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, I see the places where it's actually vital that I have authority uh, over certain things. So like just things happen all the time and she'll just ask me, can I do this? I'm like, no. And, or yes, or no. Just like, can I bring this coffee into the, or hurt my tea into the car? She's got an open cup. I'm just like, no. Just things like that. And she immediately, she's just like, okay. And then she goes and gets the thing. Like, it's almost like she looks to me to be, to create the boundary for her. And then she doesn't have to think about the boundary. She can be more in her feminine, but I'm not doing it from a place of oppression. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. it from a place of trying to control her. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing my job right now. There's the opposite is also true. Like we went yesterday for a Christmas tree. I don't give a fuck about a Christmas tree. <laughs> right? And all the decorations. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, yeah. And, but I surrender my authority to her because this is her domain. And what she did is created this beautiful tree. And she spent a lot of time and energy on it. And when it was done, I felt a lot of gratitude and appreciation for her and what she'd done for the home. Mm-hmm. And it's, it has tremendous value. And so that's her domain. That's her authority. And I surrender to that. I give that over to her. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we're working in this beautiful harmony. And I think when that gets out of balance, right, where it's just ego and it's about power dynamics, I think that's where you get into trouble. And I think that's what's happening right now. I mean, the entire 
education system is run by women. And I think that's a problem because, of course, half of the people in the education system are men. Now, the opposite would also be true. I wouldn't be comfortable with a, a totally male-dominated education system. But it creates, a, a, there's blind spots, is all I'm saying. And so, obviously, women shouldn't vote is an incredibly provocative statement. But the, the argument that you're forced to have around it, uh, if you're willing to have that argument, if you're actually willing to take that on and not be offended by it or not just dismiss it outright, uh, it forces you to consider uh, certain things about the dynamics between men and women. And, ma and maybe there's something, there's something to what Pearl is saying. But that's just the start. Oh. <laughs> well, let me just say that as you were speaking from the, from, from the beginning, mm -hmm. I could feel my body tense up. And, um, I was getting ready for battle. Um, but then I made a decision that I was like, okay, wait a minute. I want to hear Dave all the way through. I mean, I know, I, I kind of know you, you know, in a certain way, like you, you will listen to someone, you know, and if you think that they have something really mm, interesting like an interesting point of view, you'll take it on, you know, like, like all the way through. Yeah. Like as if it's your, that and make it yours. And well, and especially when it's an, an intelligent person and they make a, a quite a rational argument. Yeah. It's a taboo argument, obviously. And, and I understand that she's intentionally being provocative. I get that, that, but that's fine. We need that. We yeah. need people in the culture to be provocative because it forces to have this conversation. Yeah. And so I, I know this about you and it's like in a way, um, like I, it, it, you don't necessarily always stay with that, that thought, you know, you, you some, it's like it morphs, you know, and it, right. depending on who you're talking to, you know, Well, I'm just exploring the idea. Exactly. And so I, then I just, I like released something inside of myself, you know, like some, I was like, all right, I'm just going to listen. And, um, I could feel like, as you were speaking, like there was some truth for me. Mm -hmm. in that place. Like, you know, I asked for certain questions too, you know, like maybe not, should I bring this? Well, maybe something like that. I, I think Ferd has a gift of common sense that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I have other gifts, you know, but there are certain questions that I ask him that probably lots of people would know, but I don't know. And so, mm -hmm. and I listen to him because I think he's right. And like, he could keep me safe and comfortable. Like there's, there's certain things I didn't always, this wasn't always true. Like I was, it's kind of like what you said, there was a power dynamic, you know, like I wanted to be right. I wanted to know the thing I wanted, you know? And then when I like just gave into this, it's like some, it's like, wait, Ferd knows things that I, I don't know. Let me just ask. And, and he has really helped me in that way. And like what you said, vice versa, you know, there's certain things that I know that I feel like he's surrendered to me in a, in a kind of way. And it is, it's quite beautiful, you mm -hmm. know, the way that that works. I mean, I was noticing it just this weekend. Like I was like, we have a lot less conflict, you know, I mean, there's still little things that come up, but man, some of the big stuff, 
holy shit, we went through some shit, you know, and it's not like that so much anymore, mm. you know? I mean, it may be like that, that one Trump Biden thing, you know, last year was insane, but still, even then, like it was, yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, so here's the thing though. I think that one vote per household. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> like there, there are, I mean, I'm not sure how, how I feel about this. No women voting. <laughs> I'm just listening to what you're saying. And I'm here, you know, but I mean, you voted for Trump. So yeah. And Ferd voted for Biden. Yeah. So what do you think about that? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, well, here's the other thing is when you're talking about masculine and feminine, you know, there are women who are much more masculine than they are feminine and vice versa. Yeah. So, I don't know. That seems... I think it's changing. I think it's change. Like, it's, you know, it's like what we're seeing in terms of gender and gender fluid and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. how does that play into... Gender fluid? Are you buying that? I'm just saying that this is what's happening, you know? Mm. Do I buy it or not? I don't know, but it's... But... but, Mm. In terms of like what I see, yeah. I do see that there are women who are much more masculine than me, than maybe even Ferd, you know, like there just are. Yeah, for sure. And, they still can't vote. And I think, and there are men who are much more feminine than, mm-hmm. than me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I don't know. That's how does that play into what you're saying? Uh, well, it's, you know, it's too bad. <laughs> you're a man, you're a woman. This is what it is. You know, like we all have to, we're all, we, there's no escaping a certain kind of matrix that we're all in. There's no way to be totally free. I mean, this is what I've been realizing. It, it's just one after another. Like you escape one matrix and you're in another matrix. You can't unburden yourself of the personality that you have, the parents you have, the culture you grew up in, the times that you live in, the circumstances of those times. Like you, 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 there's no such thing as like external freedom in that way. I mean, the only freedom you can have is the acceptance of your circumstance, like full acceptance of, of what is, Mm -hmm. that's the only way to be free. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I understand what you're saying, of course, but I think rallying against um, what is, is it, it, it's not really solving the problem. I mean, I understand that you need that for social change and things need to evolve. And I, and I, and I do it myself. You call out things that feel wrong, but, but I don't know. It's really just about truth. Mm-hmm. It's really just about you know, being in the truth of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. That's the only barometer. And the truth, you can feel the truth when it's there. You can feel the truth like in your body. And it's the truth is also very uncomfortable and it's very confronting. And I think what we've lost is uh, the sense that 
life can be brutal, that there's a lot of suffering, that it's not fair, that there are forces at play that are beyond our control, that we still are quite primitive beings who engage in violence and warfare over territory and resources, and that we are playing unconscious games all the time around, uh, particularly around status, social status. And we're in denial of that. And so I think that most of, and this is me included, we're primarily operating unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess the place I'm trying to get to and what I'm trying to teach is, is to understand and integrate the animalistic aspect of, of who we are and to not necessarily try to transcend it. I mean, maybe, maybe you can transcend it when you bring awareness and consciousness to it, but just to, to, to be with it, to accept it. I mean, how, how, how can you look at the world right now and not come to the conclusion that we're incredibly primitive, violent people? And this is what we're doing all the time. And we're manipulative and people are always trying to uh, gain power and control. I mean, it is, as I've said, it's, it is on some level, all the game of Thrones, at least for a certain type of person. Uh, maybe that's not everybody. And I think God is the answer. God is the only way out of that, mm. but I don't know that there's any escape from it. And I think a lot of the attempts at, uh, fairness, uh, and social justice and these social movements are external attempts to escape the feeling, the intolerable feeling of existence. Mm. Like, I don't want to be here mm -hmm. if this is what it is. Mm. So I want to change the world. I want to say that a man can be a woman or a woman can be a man or that things are non-binary or that everything should be fair and that we need to eradicate racism and, there should be no war. Like it's that to me, all of that is nonsense. It's just, they're just stories. They're just rationalizations. And in fact, what they are is they're plays at power. I'm going to impose my worldview on you. And if you don't subscribe to it, I'm going to make you bad. I'm going to make you wrong. I'm going to say that you are stopping progress. I'm going to say that you're a bigot, that you're a racist. And it's under the pretense of social justice but it's really just about power and control. It's just another way to harness power. And so that's the game that's being played right now. Mm. And um, which is fine. I don't think we can escape it. I think that's, that's part of the matrix, but I just want to be in the truth of that game. But what happens is when you're in the truth of that game and you name it, people get very offended. They get very upset. Um, because we become very attached to these stories, to these narratives, like this idea of like fairness or human rights. Like this is a human right. It's like human rights. It's not a thing. There's no such thing as human rights. It's a made up term that humans invented, but there's actually no human rights. 
we've just decided, oh, this is a human right, but this is not a human right or whatever. We made it up uh, to try to bring some kind of morality to the culture, but it doesn't actually exist. And it goes away as soon as it doesn't serve us or as soon as a narrative that we have, a story that we have about, you know, our side versus another side, um, it, that the, the idea of human rights immediately goes away when we want to punish our enemies, mm. which is what I see. So I guess what I'm saying is everything is bullshit. And so what do I really want to say? It's like, I want to say all of that over and over and over again. And the reason that I want to say it and I, and I, I want to embody it because I, th- I feel like that's the path to freedom. Mm. That's all. And so women shouldn't vote. (laughs) I don't care. I don't really care. But there is something to it. There is something to it. There's something to challenging. Let's challenge all the sacred cows. Mm. Why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What What are you afraid of? I don't mean you. I mean, you know. Right. Like, what do you, what, like a fence, I take offense to that. Like your body tenses Mm -hmm. when I say that. Why? Well, the reason is, is because there's a, an image that you have inside you, an identity that you're attached to that is being confronted. Mm Mm-hmm. And identity is ego. Mm -hmm. And so when we're offended, we're having an egoic response. We are, we feel an offense. And what is being offended? Our identity, our Mm -hmm. sense of self, which is ego. Mm -hmm. And so anytime you're offended, you, you're, you're in your ego. You're, you're, it's revealing the place that you're attached to an idea or concept. That is a construct. It's not real. Now, we need constructs to get through life. We can't live without stories. But we also have to understand that these stories are, uh, on, on, in some sense, arbitrary. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all civilizations were Judeo-Christian. You know, our culture has been informed by Judeo-Christian narratives primarily from the bible uh and they're beautiful stories and there's a lot of wisdom in there and they orient us uh but other cultures have had completely different stories that have oriented them are they less progressive are they less evolved are they less wise or are they just different and that's what i'm saying when you can't get out of this matrix that we all live in. It doesn't matter how much meditation, how much time you sit in a cave, how much ayahuasca you do. It doesn't matter. You can't escape it. You're born into it. And the only way out is to, to be with it, to see it for what it actually is. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to look at because then you have to face the existential madness 
and the pain that exists there and the, and the terror and all the horrific things that happen in the world all the time. And then you have to accept that that's God. That that is also God. It's not just the beauty and, and, and peace and love. It's the, the horror and the madness and the cruelty. There's God in all of it. And we have to be with all of it. I mean, this is my overarching philosophy. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm trying to teach. This is what I'm... This is what you're trying to learn. This is what I'm trying to learn. This is what I'm trying to accept in myself. And it's very hard because I get triggered. I get, I see things and I'm upset by or That's wrong. Or why is, it shouldn't be that way. These people are thinking incorrectly. Which is fine. And I can I hold that they are playing their part and that there is some drama being played out and, 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 and what they're doing, what they're saying is necessary. Can I hold the tension and I'm going to oppose that thing but also accept it at the same time? Mm. Can, I, can I feel that duality inside myself? Like the, the, the primitive me that's on this plane that's acting out my animal instincts and all of the programming that it that comes with being human and can i hold a higher consciousness a spiritual consciousness an awareness that uh is observing me playing that thing out Mm -hmm. which creates a little gap between me and the thing which actually is that gives me the freedom i'm not i don't want to transcend I mean, I think that's how you transcend. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you can transcend the human condition. I don't think you can transcend the human desire. It's built in. Mm-hmm. And, it's bu- and it's also, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the Buddhists, like no desire. It's like, that's not a thing, bro. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Live without desire. What's the point of living? I mean, maybe there are... I, I would say that there are many paths to the same place, but this yeah. is this is one that you're talking about, and um, you know, living with the personality at, with that that is you in this in this form as you are, yeah, in the, on this in this lifetime, like as Alok said, you're a madman, right, <laughs> and that's what you have to accept. You yeah. Know. Well, just everything I just said, I'm, I'm, am I attached to it? I mean, in some way, they're just thoughts that are coming through me and it's, it, but I don't know. This is just, do I have even control over that? Right. Yeah. No I, I don't know. Where does this come from? Where do these ideas come from? I mean, I read a lot, obviously it's informed by the things that I look at, but I'm looking at things that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I want to articulate why. You know, is there some uh, unconscious psychological reason because of my childhood that I'm engaged in in this kind of thinking or this exploration? I'm I'm sure, but it's it's also you know I guess in my design. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's in my design, if it's part of who I am, then what's the? There's no problem. 
Well, and also, you know, what I keep hearing in, in all the different things that I'm looking at, including Bashar, who for whatever reason is on my TikTok feed a lot lately. Bashar's the best. You said that before and I was like, uh, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't get with his voice and his weird movements and the whole thing. And I was just like, no. Good day to you. <laughs> he's the bat. He, he's just calling out fools. Have you ever seen him when people ask stupid questions? No. He, oh, he's the best. <laughs> I just get these little clips. Yeah. But his thing is about the formula, right? The formula is like, follow what's exciting to you most in this moment. And you know this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And without any expectation. That's right. And and just keep doing that. And which is the same thing that human design says, you know, mm. like you follow what, I mean, especially for you, like your sacral authority, you're supposed to follow what excites you, what lights you up, what yeah. feels good for you. You know, I'm something called ego projected authority. I'm supposed to listen to what my heart wants, you know, what, what, um, yeah, what what I'm drawn to, what's in it for me, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so, I love hearing you say "what's in it for me." It gives me so much pleasure. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's honest, mm. and it goes against your idealized self. Totally. Uh huh. So it's a relief. It's it's like thank you. Oh. So I don't have to play into your idealized self-image. I don't have to pretend, pretend. on some level. Well, you know, just like when we have an idealized self-image, we, when we show up and we're attached to it, those around us have to play into it or else it creates some kind of conflict. But what hap- what, like, what do you see as my idealized self-image? That you're, you're open and tolerant and giving and, and willing to compromise and... And all of those things are true, but it's just a relief to hear you say, what's in it for me? I want what I want. Yeah. Because now I'm in real, now it feels like I'm in real relationship. I can trust you. Yeah, that's right. I could trust your response. And then I can actually say what I want. Right. Exactly. With more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does go against my idealized self-image. My idea—it's—it's it's interesting that it's idealized, right? It's like that's what I think I should be like, you know. Yeah. But actually, what feels good for me and what what is true, like when I really feel into that question, what's in it for me? It's good for it's good for me, but it's also good for everyone else around me because I'm I am in the truth. Like we can be in real relationship now, you know. Which is different from the idealized place. Yeah. So in any case, um, back to what you were saying before, which is that I I don't know where these, like, why does my, why, you know, like, why do I want this? Why do I want to do this? Why, why does this excite me? I don't really know, you know, not really sure exactly. What human design? Well, meaning like. Yeah, exactly. Like, why does human design interest me so much? I don't know, but I'm following it. But it's kind of like what you were saying. Like, maybe there's a bigger reason than I could possibly know. Maybe it's... Yeah, you maybe, can't know. Maybe no, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. And maybe that <clears throat> is spiritual. I mean, maybe there is a spiritual, like... To desire? To, 
to follow your excitement, to follow, follow that, what's, what's you're drawn to, you know, like maybe there's something other than life force. That's your life force. Yeah. You have no choice. It's not even up to you in some way. You, you, you must surrender to it. You could say that that's God, that yeah. what I want is, is God right. Coming through me. Now it's important to clear the channels. Right. And to understand where you might have distortion or where you're acting from your lower self or from your history, from your trauma, which is why it's, it is important to do deep work. And, and the mind is very tricky, but there's a, there's a, yeah, when you really follow what it is you want to do, I think, I think it's good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's good for everything, everyone. And what you want to do makes you seem like a madman. other people right (laughs) not to me right 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 yeah exactly i it's very that's beautiful i know right so painful i uh, yeah yeah i mean i said to pearl because tons of people obviously hate her Mm. because of the the things that she says and 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 the way that she says them sometimes I, I don't think I could take it. I, I don't think I could, I have the, that much the skin hatred. that much that's mm-hmm. coming. And she's like, well, I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. She's just doesn't bother her. And it seems sincere. It's the same with Tate. I, I actually believe them. Like I challenged them both there and they're like, no. And it, it didn't, it didn't feel like a defense. It didn't feel like a rationalization. Like they, they have that figured out. Like that some, they have some switch in their mind that, that allows them to, to navigate. And I think it, I don't know exactly what it is with Tate. Maybe he figured that out a long time ago. Maybe that's what he got from his father. But I think in the case of Pearl, it's like, yeah, if you are loved, particularly by your father, but you know, let's say your mother too, but whatever you're loved, you feel loved and supported and cared for and cherished as a child. Well, you don't give a fuck what other people think of you Mm. because you're loved Mm -hmm. by the people who matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tucker Carlson said that, and I thought it was really interesting. It, we have this desire to be loved by all these people that we don't know. <laughs> it's insane. Well, because we project our mom and dad on all these right. people we don't know. Right. But it is insane. Mm-hmm. You, you just be focused on the people around you and your mm-hmm. community. But it's full-fledged narcissism. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the image, you know, like what we were teaching about with the image is like what you, when you're a child, all that you see is this woman or this man, you know, who's in front of you, that is God to you. That's, they are the world. And so this image that you create, you then project out onto the world because that's what you thought, like this was your world. Yeah. This one person had this belief or had this reaction or had this, whatever, this, this, this thing with you. So you think then as a child, everyone is going to have this thing with you. Yes. And so that's how, that's what you play out in the world. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. That's yeah. And I guess why? that is the narcissism. Why? I wonder. Yeah. I, I know it's, that's why is it set up that way? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've, I've been asking that question because like what Elon Musk is doing, I just finished his book or the biography 
about him, the most recent one, which is excellent. So much of what he's doing, you could attribute to his childhood trauma mm-hmm. and how he does it and his ability to do it and his drive and focus. Now, I, I think a lot of it is just his essence. Like, I think he was born that way. He was a weird kid from the beginning. He realized at a very early age that he was the only one of anybody he knew who was just constantly bursting with ideas and was relentless about the pursuit of them. But he also faced a lot. His father was insane and abusive and he grew up in an environment where there was a ton of violence and he was beaten on the regular bullied. And that has to have an impact on you. It, 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 it there's probably a place where he's disassociated you know, they, he, they, not autistic. What does he call himself? Uh, is it Asperger? Asperger's. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's an actual diagnosis or he just has some of the qualities of Asperger's where he's not, like he has a hard time being with other people emotionally, mm. which makes him mm. very good at his job and you have to deal with him because mm. he's not, he doesn't deal with emotions. Mm. So if you want to work with him, like, you're not going to get that from him. Mm-hmm. You're going to get like, do your fucking job. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're going to do our job. And this, that's it. And if you can't do it, you're fired. I'm going to get somebody else, which is brutal and cold and probably in, uh, influenced by his childhood. And it's exactly that tactic, that way of being that allows him to do all the things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Why does he want to go to Mars? Does he want to escape this planet on some unconscious level because it's was scary for him and violent? Like, who knows? Or he just wants to go to Mars because it's fun to build a rocket that could go to Mars, which is enough of a reason. Mm. I mean, or they might be merged in some way. Mm-hmm. But the the trauma, the things that happen to us also create our, our gifts. Mm-hmm. Or or vice versa. What do you mean? Like we come in with these gifts and then we use those gifts to defend ourselves. Right. That's true. So I I don't know, but this is how it's set up or it's been set up. But also with all of the healing modalities that have come into the mainstream over the last I don't know, 10 years because all this stuff was fringe. Mm-hmm. When I started out, when we started out, mm-hmm. it was fringe. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And I know there was a movement of it in the, in the sixties with LSD and SLN, but it was still mm-hmm. counterculture. Now it's come into the mainstream, which is also interesting that ayahuasca has come into the mainstream, that psilocybin mushrooms have come into the mainstream. Well, all of this is about healing and, and elevating our consciousness. So it, it does make sense that we maybe we are evolving. Maybe, maybe we are moving out of this primitive stage that we've been in for however hundred thousands of years, and it'll be different. But, you know, uh, that's not where I'm living right now. Mm. I'm living in this world. But there must like also what's what called me and what called you to do this work? What like Jana? 
why were we called to do this work? You know, we're drawn to it or interested in it. Why at this moment in time, like there's other things going on. And then it became incredibly popular. Right. What we're doing. Yeah. What we're doing is now like when we started out, nobody was talking about this stuff. Now there's, you can find fucking endless Instagram videos about the shadow, all the stuff (laughs) that we talk about all the time. Yeah. And that's true. Right. Like the documentary that I made, if I made it now, it would, it, it, it would be no big deal. Right. It would just be, oh yeah, that, okay. It's a little edgy, certain things, but the, the concept of it, somatic, you know, week or a week of somatic therapy, people would be open to that, which is interesting. So why is all this happening? Right. I was saying with human design, when I first got into it, I couldn't find it any, I mean, it was just not a thing, but now it's like huge on Instagram and right. a lot of people, it's interesting how many people know about it that I run into. Um, but yeah, so you're saying that all these things are coming. Why now? Yeah. You sent me this TikTok video. Right. I had a massive download this morning about what's going on, uh, around the world. And you want to listen up. Sorry, we're, there's a storm in Costa Rica, but this is an important message. It involves the ascension. It involves the timelines arcing away from one another and what's going on on earth at the moment. Please listen up. This is important. So you've heard me talk uh, recently about the timelines arcing away from one another next year. And one timeline is 3D, one timeline is uh, 5D. Now, in order for us, to, any human being, to access the 5D timeline, we have to be not only operating with a certain level of consciousness, but we also have to hold a certain frequency. And this is why I keep talking to you about healing. This is why shadow work is so, so important. Because when we shed... Sorry. When... About the download. When we shed the pain and trauma, our frequency naturally increases because we go towards enlightenment and a place of unconditional love, right? That's what we're aiming for. And naturally, our frequency increases, so we access the 5D timeline. Those on the 3D timeline are going to be anchored there because of pain and trauma and a lower for lower sort of frequency of consciousness. It's a consciousness and a frequency thing which dictates which timeline you're going to be on. And so what's going on, how this ties into what's going on on Earth at the moment is remarkable. So the dark forces, which are kind of pulling the strings at the moment on Earth, know that the timelines are going to be arcing away from one another next year. They know this, right? And what they're trying to do by causing all of this kind of tumultuous stuff which you're seeing on Earth at the moment, there's wars, various wars that are going on, there's this disagreement, everybody's fighting, there's economic pressures. What they're trying to do is to layer people with pain and trauma because they're trying to prevent sections of society from ascending. And so this is why you're seeing these conflicts and wars which are breaking out. This is why you're seeing everybody fighting. Yeah, we got it. And then he says, don't basically, don't watch the news. Which is wise. Why'd you send me that? Uh, why did I send you that? Um, well, we had just been talking about what we thought was happening. And... We're going 5D, baby! (laughs) I refuse. I refuse. Because every goddamn new age motherfucker out there on Instagram is like, we're transcending to 5D consciousness. I'm just like... And I'm I'm looking at them like, you're not, loser. 
You're a hundred percent not. I will come over there. I will kill you. Okay. Um. Sorry. I didn't. I don't think I've even actually really heard about five D consciousness until I. Oh my this, God. this thing popped up on my on my TikTok, and I was like, "Wow, this is int- this is an interesting take," you know. And what he's saying sounds kind of what you you had been saying, right? And so you obviously are not watching Feel Good Life. There's a lot no, of people I been, been saying this. I, I mean, I, I follow, but he him, says but. it very well, very eloquently, and he's got the British accent, so that helps. Right, yeah. the thunder in the that background. Exactly. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we are transcending, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it seems to make sense. It's a narrative that's out there. Things seem to be collapsing. There is, there is, you know, the ayahuasca, everything I just said, the psilocybin, the work that we're doing, the, the mainstreaming of the concept of trauma and everybody talking about it. it, it something's happening. We're trying to liberate ourselves from, from some construct that we've been in to free ourselves. So, I, you know, I believe in that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there are people who are stuck in in another dimension of of reality and i mean that's what you i think that's true you're you are literally seeing the world split mm-hmm. right two movies one screen or one movie two screens whatever the analogy is that you have two different versions of reality that are coexisting in this country right now mm-hmm. and they're completely incompatible one you know like the january 6 one side is like that was an insurrection on the Capitol. All those people are terrorists. Donald Trump needs to go to jail. And then there's the other side that said, says, uh, that's bullshit. They were just protesting. There were FBI agents all through there who helped instigate it. It was a pl- plot. It was a false flag. And those are completely incompatible. And I don't know how you resolve that. Other than by civil war. Hmm. But it really is that. I mean, that's why marriages break up, really. We can't agree on a version of reality. We can't agree on what's true. Mm -hmm. And maybe because both aren't true. Not the highest truth. Right, for sure. For sure. So it never resolves until you get to, you know, until something happens where you're like, I, I got to get out of this. Well, I do, but I do think there's a layer of a, sh- a shadow layer that is being revealed. I mean, I think that's hard to deny in the United States right now. Like the, the corruption is, is everywhere. And the evidence keeps coming out about it. And there are people, I think, who are in denial about it or want to rationalize it. Because if you really look at it, then you have to confront the the, the rot in all of these institutions. Mm-hmm. And you have people that are essentially saying, yeah, the, the rot is real. And they need to be torn down and remade. Which, to me, that seems more rational just because just because things have to change like 
institutions will serve their purpose. Uh, they were valuable at the time that they were invented, and 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 at a certain point, they they don't make sense anymore. So they have to they have to evolve. They have to crumble. They have to die, and something else has to be reborn. That that just seems like a natural life cycle, and it, it does seem that that's what's happening. When if you look at the the technological revolution over the last 20, 30 years, it's changed the culture in such a drastic way. It, it makes sense that the institutions that were formed before the technological revolution wouldn't make sense anymore. Mm -hmm. So I, I think my side's right is what I'm saying. Obviously I'm 5d. <laughs> I've already transcended. I've been trying to fucking tell you people. But the three Ders, they're, they, they, you know, they can't, they're, they're where they are. This is Ken Wilber talks about this spectrum of consciousness. That, that consciousness is constantly, constantly evolving and, and each one includes and transcends the, uh, the previous stage. And that's essentially what's happening. You have uh, two levels of, of consciousness. There's, a, there's an evolution uh, to a new level of consciousness, and the, and the people in the old one um, are holding on. And, uh, uh, and it's a battle. And that's really what Trump was about. Which makes sense. That's what, that's what the dude is saying, 3D, 5D. It's just another way of saying the same thing. Right. I mean, I want to say something about, um, you know, like what you said about, it's like the left and the right. And, and I said, well, maybe there's no, there's, it's neither side is really true, but you know, what we try to do with, in our work is we hold with each person like they, they know generally they're, they're coming here because they know they're in some kind of place of, uh, you know, they're in some kind of, um, pattern that doesn't serve them anymore. You know, yeah. they're, they're stuck. They're, they're, they're looping in, in some way in their mind and they can't get out. Um, and so what we're trying to do is help people come into more reality. Yes. Like what we hold at, like this is just be here, just be present with what's happening right now, you know, and, and the reality of, of your world probably that you can't see because you're in this, this thing. So, I mean, is it the highest truth? Probably not, but it's more reality, more reality. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we're, I, I think that that's that's the, that's the way, like we're just, well, the highest truth, I guess, is, it, I think is what I was saying is that you need both. Mm -hmm. Like that you have to have the fight, like that's inevitable. And, and the counteracting force forces you to, um, refine your own arguments, find your own strength, ask yourself what it is you really believe. Mm -hmm. Just, just like the, women shouldn't vote. It's like, okay, like have that argument. And then you're forced to think about things and have conversations that you wouldn't normally have that, that could be enlightening. Mm 
or, or you may not ultimately agree, but there may be something in it that's useful. So you, you need the, you need everything, right? In, in some, if I, if I was to characterize, uh, you know, one side as evil, uh, the cor- there's a, that there's a corrupting force in the United States that is trying to control everything. Uh, and I, I decide that they're evil, right? And I, I believe that that's true. That's what I believe. Well, now I'm faced with evil. Well, what am I going to do? Mm. I've never really been faced with evil before, not like this. Who am I in the face of evil? And I have to find a strength, a resilience inside myself. Mm. And so I'm grateful for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had this experience. Mm. And it's like, I have to turn to God. You realize that you have to turn to God in the face of evil. Mm-hmm. You have you have to orient to that higher perspective, to that for that being, that power. Um, you have to surrender your own ego, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So you need all of it, and so it's this weird place of, yeah, I'm. I, I want to tell the truth and I want to be in the truth and I value the truth over lies, but you can't find the truth without the lie. And so you have to be grateful for the lie. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's right on. But it's not going to stop me from putting a bullet in somebody's heart. When they try to, when some deranged person tries to come take what's mine because I voted for Trump or I think a certain way. Well, I think that that's, that's basically what you were just saying. It's like you may have not, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago been able to have the strength to do that. Right. And now you are, you're, you're that person. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's throughout history. It's all these stories are, it's in Shakespeare. It's in Greek tragedy. It's in all the great movies, these struggles of good versus evil, life and death. And we love those stories. And I, I often felt sad that I grew up in a time where that didn't exist. There was no great war, but here it is. We're in it now. We're in the middle of it. And it's incredible. And I can feel where I'm playing my part. Mm. And going back to like, why are we doing what it is we're doing? Well, some, there's some, I believe, some evolutionary force, some, some intelligence that uh, was guiding us and, and caused us to be drawn to this because we knew, yes, for our own healing, but also because we knew it, it was needed. It was necessary that there's utility in it. And we all want to feel that what it is we have to offer has, uh, is useful mm. and, it, and it is of service. And that's the thing that I try to hang on to as much as possible. And it's almost like my clients can feel my doubt. I get the most feedback when I'm experiencing the most doubt. What do you mean? Like whenever I'm like, uh, is this, am I helping anybody? Is this doing anything? 
you know, because I own mine. I am a madman and I have all these crazy thoughts. And, you know, I look at the other healers out there and they're not really like me. <laughs> they're nice people. They seem very kind and measured. And I'm not like that. And so I always think there's something wrong with me. I mm. should be doing it different. And so I'm, yeah, I'm neurotic about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, and there's another part of me that's like, fuck all these losers. I'm the best. <laughs> but I have these doubts and it's like, it's in those moments. It feels like that's when I get the messages from my clients. Hey man, I just want to say like, you fucking helped me out so much wow. or oh. whatever. Yeah. And I, I've been getting more of that lately than ever. And I wonder why. Do you have a lot of doubt? Well, I I think I have doubt about, do I want to continue to do it? Mm. Wow. Because do you think that this is helping anyone? I definitely think it's helping people, but maybe, you know, we've talked about this before. We don't have to get in the whole conversation. It's just the scale. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not satisfied with the scale of it. You want it, you want it to be bigger. Yeah, I yeah. want it to be bigger. And but maybe that's my my own limitation. Or maybe my, it's my own image. Or maybe it's correct. What's correct? Maybe it needs to be bigger. Yeah, I think so. But I'm saying, why hasn't it been bigger? I'm saying that that oh. might I might have an image there that's prohibiting me from seeing something. And so because I have that image, the image that it can't get bigger, it won't get bigger, or maybe there's some unconscious place where I don't want to deal with everything that I would have to deal with if it got bigger. I just say, ah, I'm going to quit and start a production company and make videos and I don't have to deal with people's problems. And Well, can I, I mean, you already said it, like when you were talking about Pearl Davis, you don't want that much hatred coming towards you. And if you come out as the mad man that you are, mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot more hatred coming towards you. Right. And so, you well, know. Well, I think I can, I actually think I, I, I might be able to handle it. Mm. I'm getting there. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, that whole Andrew Tate interview, I'm sure that there was a lot that was coming at you. No? Or you just didn't care. I didn't care because, I, yeah, no, I, I, I guess something has switched in my head where I realized that the vast majority of the criticism I receive is completely moronic. Like, they're not actually listening or seeing, they're not listening to what I'm saying or seeing what it is that I'm doing. They're responding to something else. Mm-hmm. And so they're just triggered by something that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I, when I hold that, it's easy. I, I notice the, I, go, I and I'm quicker. Like I feel the immediate hit when I read some comment. I feel the hit of defensiveness, but I, I, I notice that I let it go almost instantaneously now. I'm just like, whatever, mm. whatever, whatever. It's sad, but it's sad. Why? Because I want it to, you know, you're just like, you don't see what I'm doing oh, here. You don't, I'm, I'm, this is good. What I'm saying, what I'm doing is good. It's empowering. Oh. I'm not against anybody. I'm not against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, voting for Trump. It's like, but do you not like black people? It's like, ah, 
You know, I got that. It's like, what are you, are you, you support a racist? It's like, he, I don't think he's a racist. <laughs> you know, they, they're just, you're, and you realize they're just in some other version of reality. And you're like, I can't, I can't walk them. I mean, I can, if they're willing to listen. Mm-hmm. But most people aren't. Mm-hmm. So it's painful, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in acceptance of it. Mm-hmm. Getting, well, getting to be more in acceptance. Yeah. The Red Scare girls just, they handle it. I don't know. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably also comes from not, I don't know if you feel this way, but not fully owning what I know or what I see or who I am or all that I've done. Mm-hmm. I think I diminish it as though I, somehow like, Oh, I, there's always this thought in my head. It's like, Oh, there's maybe there's something I don't understand or I don't know. Like I'm hyper sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't feel that way when I'm working or I'm in a workshop at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm humble and I'm open, but there's something about social media where I feel small mm-hmm. somehow. I feel careful mm. and there's, the, there's a voice in my head. Like I don't understand something or I, I'm not getting it or I'm going to be exposed mm-hmm. in some way, especially about, you know, things that are going on in the world. But well, I don't know what already, that is. It's already happened. What's happened? You've been exposed. All the things that you're scared of, like it's already happened. No, but exposed is wrong though. Like you, you're, you're getting this wrong. You're not seeing this correctly. You don't think that like thousands of people haven't said that about, th- said that to you? Yeah, but they're wrong. <laughs> they're, they're insane. But people. what I'm, what I'm saying no, is but that. But I mean, I'm actually wrong. Well, okay. Who's going to say that, that said that, that you believe and you know. Yeah. Who's going to say it? I don't know. No, like, but. I get, yeah, people, I mean, yeah, people from, I'm, I'm, I'm shedding the layers of just, yeah, people from my past, people from Hollywood, Mm -hmm. people from the school, my former teachers, colleagues. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just not in alignment with any of them. Like zero people uh, are, they're all on the other side. Like everybody I know from my previous life is all on the other side. That's hard. Now, I don't, I don't know that exactly. I, I think a lot of people respect me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think, don't say anything and maybe think I'm crazy, but also I'm not, they can't think I'm totally crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm bold sometimes. And they have to respect that. Maybe they're afraid of me. Let's get an email from somebody saying that. I'm afraid of you. Mm. And then I had this thought while I was walking yesterday, you know, goes to the Tihash, which is, you know, Mayan astrology. It's an archetype. It's a Tihash. There's different. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble. What is it called? <laughs> I, it's your sign, basically. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's the, the obsidian blade, the sword of truth, which it's like the surgeon. They 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 can cut and, and remove 
the cancer, but they can also cut and hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I realize it's, it's kind of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm taking people to their pain. Mm-hmm. Who wants that? And sometimes it, I like, there's a way that you, you want to do it gently, but there's also sometimes you just got to like, cut it out. You got to cut it out. It's just like, this is what it is, bro. And they don't feel that way in the moment. They don't like it, but that's what you're doing. You're poking at somebody's pain. Well, so if you want this to scale, you want this to be bigger, right? Just put it out there and see who comes. Because those are the people who, you know, you're telling people. No, we have to disguise it as the human design, my branding. Remember you sent me that thing? They're like, that's what they said. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Your business is death. It doesn't sell. You're you're offering people ego death. Yeah. Uh They don't want that. Yeah. So you have to disguise it. So that's why we switched to life force from deep feeling. Nobody wants to go. (laughs) People say they want deep feeling, but they don't actually want it. Right. But they want to say yes to their life force. Yeah. And so it's a better, I think it's a better brand. It's more uplifting, but it's going to be the same thing. I just um, liked Flynn Skidmore's post today about this. Like the unconscious doesn't understand like the negative. So you have to say it in the positive of what you what you're going for, what you want, you yes. know? And that's what you said. It was like, oh, we, we want to, what, what, what do people want? They want more life force. Yes. And that's true. And if you want more life force, there is a death. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta go feel your, you gotta feel your pain. You gotta liberate your pain. It's all about it. Pain. I want to say something that I feel, I mean, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever said it this way before, but um, because I think on some level, I too have been a little afraid of you as the madman. And I don't feel that way right now. I just I'm like, holy shit, man, it's beautiful. This, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. This is correct. This is you. And we need you as you, you know, Mm -hmm. like everything that you just said about how, you know, like the way that you came towards me, like forced me into a part of myself that I've not really ever, I'd never really owned and embodied before. Right. And, you know, that's changed me for good. Right. To, to myself, you know, like to be more myself, not the idealized image of who I thought I should be. Yeah. And so, you know, and you did it in, I mean, you've done it in various ways, but one of them was definitely the Tosh way. Yeah. And not nice, (laughs) but I asked for it. Yeah. You know, I, and I did ask for it. It was the only way. In, yeah, in certain places, that's true mm-hmm. for me because I'm stubborn, you know, and I was fixed. There's, there's certain ways in which I was really, really fixed Yeah, because I thought that that was the way to be. That's the way to survive this world, you know, Yeah. but course, now I see it's, it's not true. 
I didn't know that before, but I know it now. I know it now. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. for that because for you, yeah. you know, in that place. And I can feel how much the world needs that in some ways, you know, like, like the world, I mean, I guess this is why I love human design so much. It's the science of differentiation. Each person is not special, but unique. And we have a role to play in this drama that we're playing out in this lifetime, in this world that, you know, unless you kill yourself, you know, like you're not getting out of, you know, like this is, this is what we're doing. And so, you know, like I want to play my role. I want to be myself and who myself is, is, you know, it's not going to be that comfortable for some people, you know? Right. (laughs) And, and some people aren't going to want to be around it, but some people like in my true self in that place, Mm -hmm. they're going to be attracted to it. There's going to, they're going to want something, you know, they're going to want to be around this because that's what they want. Yeah. And so it's not the whole world, but it's probably more of, it's probably way more than it's been. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying all that. I also feel encouraged by the relationship that I'm in because I, I bring myself to the relationship and I'm not always nice. Mm-hmm. Some, I try to be as much as I can. And sometimes and there's times I lose my shit and you know, that's different, but sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm firm. Mm-hmm. And I, I say things that are, I know that are going to sting mm-hmm. and I've had to challenge different images. And I got to tell you, my woman's never been happier. Mm. So the proof is in the pudding. Like she's relaxed and happy and loving and on mission and open. She's changed a ton. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I attribute it to her own willingness and courage. I mean, certainly, but it is true that I've had an impact on her. So I, I, I see, I, I guess, yeah, when I'm in it, I, I have a deep trust of my own goodness. Like I don't, I don't actually question it, mm-hmm. but then there's this place, there's some place where I, I let the doubt come in. The ego. Yeah, that's true. That's the ego. That's the ego where I'm like, oh, is this my... I don't know, something comes in and, uh, and it's always going to be there. I mean, I think unless it's just separating me from God, yeah, separating me from my higher self, it's separating me from, um, from the mission. That's yeah. It's the, it's just that little seed of doubt. Do you know what you're doing? Is this, are you really helping anybody? Does this work matter? Shouldn't you be doing something else? Are you aware of your own blind spots? All of that. And and it's not that we shouldn't be uh, humble to our blind spots or our lower self, but uh, yeah, there's a way that I, I, I can take myself out. I mean, those, that's a, that's a, it's so tricky. 
It's very tricky. Because it's like the place that, okay, we need to be humble can also mix in with, you know, just those questions that you just asked. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I remember Anne, she didn't like to receive a lot of praise publicly at the school Mm-hmm. Or publicly, but in front of everybody. Yeah. You know, to come out in the circle and let everybody applaud her and right. give her love. That was uncomfortable for her. Yeah. And I I, I, I sensed why, because she's um, protective of her ego getting involved in that. Yeah, being special. <clears throat> yeah. That, that we all can do that. Like once we get a lot of praise, it's easy for our ego to come in and attach to it and go, wow, look how wonderful I am. At the same time, if you're not willing to receive and honor your own greatness, that's, that's also ego. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And holding that center spot where you can know your own greatness, receive the reflection of your greatness from yourself, stand tall, let your light shine, but also be humble and gracious. Is this, that's, that sweet spot is, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. But that is the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. But both are, both, that's the important thing to understand. Both are ego. <clears throat> you know, not, not letting in the praise, not acknowledging your own power and greatness, that's ego. And the doubt about it is also ego. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Final thoughts? Best podcast ever. <laughs> Best podcast ever, says Angela. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.